You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to the round 19 wrap. I'm your host TK. We've got Jake and Cole in the house. Couple Jake's smiling because he just got the... <laughs> I don't know how the hell the Cowboys pulled that one off Jakey, but mate, you got the win. Yeah, I don't know how. That was a bit... Uh, the penalty at the end probably shouldn't have been awarded, but still two points, I'll take it. We're still an outright second now, so uh, looking forward to the rest of the season. We have not too bad of a draw, so... See how we go. Nice. Now, Kyle, you're repping the Mo. You're repping the Raiders. You're repping New Zealand. You got a bit happening tonight. Did you go see Top Gun over the weekend, mate? Oh, we saw it last night, bro. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, better than watching the Warriors anyway. I heard the first half and went and watched the movie and happy as looked at the score in the second half uh, after the movie and I just almost fell over. So, um, <laughs> yeah, let's just say dinner in a movie was better than watching uh, The Warriors and it's starting to become a bit of a trend. Especially with it's Top Gun. Now, boys, how do we go this week? So, it looked like a not too bad scoring week, but, Jakey, how many scored you, man? Uh, not too well. I, got, I lost a few ranks. Uh, scored an 8 9 3. Just a few of those, um, some of my good guns have just had an off week. You know, Isaiah Yo scored 35. Mm. Jesse Raymond got a 28, Ewan Aiken 31, even Mitch Moses a 40. Like, just a few of those guys just scoring below their averages. Just just one of those off weeks, but not looking too bad. An extra four trades next week, and looking good for the run home, though. Everyone's just licking their lips. Boys, I got a 968, so I fell back a little bit, ranked 202. Jesse Raymond against the Panthers is never going to score a huge amount. Also, for some reason, I played Kohler. Yeah, that was a really just silly decision. And then Frizzell kind of let me down as well. But, Kyle, how'd you go, man? Yeah, I've had a, a rough few weeks, mate, to be fair. Uh, dropped outside the top 1K, which I'm a bit disappointed at. I was tracking along pretty nice. Got a 9.29 uh, this week, which is well in the path, considering some of the other good scores around. Uh, yeah, cooler. A uh, lot of 30s this week. Josh Jackson. Uh, also running Taylor May of 33. And just, yeah, a few really sort of, you know, subpar scores from guys you'd expect to run that 50, 55 mark. And, um, yeah, really hurt me again. So, um, yeah, I'm sort of in a bit of free fall. But, uh, yeah. Pull it back and see how we go the next few weeks. Yeah, boys, but we've got those four trades. Let's gunsling. Let's do it straight away. What's on our mind, Cole? Have you got any kind of strategy ahead for the next couple of weeks? Uh, I'm just going to – I haven't got any uh, – a strategy is just trying to still get another couple of guns. I, I'm a little I'm a little bit short on guns uh, just because my team value is too low and, and it's not allowing me to get those sort of last couple of guys that I, I really need. So – uh, I might look at um, possibly uh, trying to get a maybe David Fafita or Payne Haas uh, and then maybe try and get one more gun on the run home. i just got to try and work out what that strategy is going to be at the moment and I'll have a bit of a look this week and see how I can how I can work it. Yeah, remember three months ago when I was the first to sell Payne Haas at 930k and I told you I would buy him for under 700 and that's going to happen this week, Kyle. And I'm bringing him back because he's looking impressive. And I'm going to get oh, you see. Ezra Mam out. 
and my man paying us is coming back. Oh, you got a bit sitting in the bank, eh? Like, do you got two hundred grand sitting in the bank, haven't you? Yeah, I do. So got that money. Oh, there you go. Beautiful. I was going to probably. Yeah. I was waiting for Dewey today. I just wasn't as impressed as you guys were last week. So I'll give him another week. They actually play Newcastle yeah. in a couple of weeks. So I still don't think Adam Dewey is going to turn out to be a bad trade. We'll talk about him a little bit later on. But yeah. Jake, strategy yourself, man. What what are you going to do with this four trades? Yeah, man? I'm still the same. A bit the same as Kyle. I just haven't got to that really high team value this season. I'm running Barnett and RFM as my um, 16th and 17th men. So not ideal, but. I still have 70k in the bank, and I think my target might be Barnett to Haas, depending on this um, injury news with Fitzgibbon. But um, that's probably one of the upgrades I'm looking at. Yeah, nice. I like that. Now, boys, let's go to studs and duds. How good is this play? Start with studs. Call my man, the guy that has talked about, Payne Haas. He returned to the field and returned to form. What'd you like about him from Friday? He looked like the pain half of old that everyone always owned and always kept and just as typical menacing self. You know, he ran for 228 metres, the nine tackle busts. Got mm. that try, just busted, what, three or four tackles straight up the guts and straight under the sticks. That's vintage pain Haas. And if he can continue things like that, you've got to have him. You know, if he didn't if, if he didn't score that try and the two or three tackle busts, it's only fifth. 16 points, or sorry, it's only 14 points less than his overall score, so he still would have scored himself a, a 70. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's time to pull the trigger. We've got to get him, otherwise he's gonna we're going to lose him. I'll tell you what I like, Kyle. 65 minutes, he just did it easy too. His work rate again, yep. like you mentioned, was just back. And I understand he's going to be around that 700k when he opens tomorrow. I think it's just a steal for the quality that he brings. And we'll talk about his teammate as well, Carrigan, later in the show as well. But, Jake... You had just Mr. Consistent there. Damien Cook, now, in terms of all the hookers, he's the guy that just brings it every week. Yeah, man, he's been killing it this season. What, averaging 67, which is, it's it's unreal. He's up there as one of the best players in fantasy at the moment. Uh, Five-round average around that 71 mark. So, uh, he's very pricey, but, you know, anyone looking to, uh, if, if they have some money in the bank, he's he's a premium option. Like, I'll be definitely jumping on him for sure. And I gave myself a wrap on Haas. I'll give myself an absolute dud on Cook. Cook was in my team 10 minutes before Manly and Penrith kicked off the season. And then I reversed it to stupid cheese. And I've got no idea why. <laughs> I know they had a couple of drinks, but Jesus Christ, oh, that was the silliest decision ever. Because Cook at the time, we were talking about what he was like 700k to start the season. That's a steal when you think about it. He's nearly a million dollars, like for a mm-hmm. hooker. Like he's back and he's back in a big way. But boys, I had Adam Reynolds and I didn't realise how cheap he is because... He's had a couple of off weeks, but he returned to form with his 87. Total control of this football game, right? 500 kick metres, a try, two try assists. They've got the Tigers next week at home. I'm, I'm seriously considering maybe upgrading Moses to him because I just think that Adam Reynolds versus, and I see the draw that they've got coming up as well. They've got Tigers, Roosters, Knights, Melbourne, Power Dragons. There's going to be some points in this for Adam Reynolds, and I'm really considering getting on the, the wagon for him and just getting off the Mitchell Moses train because Parrish draws is quite hard there as well, boys. But let's move to our duds. No, 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 no. Now, Kyle, unfortunately, our mate Snakey, he picked him up before kickoff. We're talking about Ponga. I th- I, we were talking during the week, and I thought it was a Hail Mary play. So it was probably a play that Corby didn't have to make, considering he's in the top 1,000 and quite comfortably in the top 1,000. But, mate, it really disappointing kind of game, and it looks like it's end of season for Callan. Yeah. Yeah, it's really unfortunate to see. We know how good of a player he is. He's just really been unlucky this year with the HIA. He's just 
fellas just been targeting him, you know, and, and, and unfortunately for, for poor Kalen, it looks like, as you said, the season's probably come to an end. And, you know, we're going to have to think about his health at the end of the day. If he gets hit one more time this year, you know, it could be really even worse, you know, it could be, you know, it could be out for a really long period. So I think it is a good idea by, by Newcastle to, to if, if the doctors do say that he has to, you know, miss the rest of the year, I think it's just, it's it's for himself and his, and his health, you know, we've got to think about that. So unfortunately, Two points, and if you did bring him in, it, it is unfortunate, and he's that cheap that it's going to be hard to probably find a really decent replacement unless you've got a couple of hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank. So, unfortunately, Caelan Pong is a dud, and I think, yeah, as I said, I think that could possibly be him for the for the remainder of the season. Yeah, when you consider Newcastle's season's over, there's going to be make no yes, yep. No justification to bring him back. But, boys, I had Reese Walsh. He got benched, 14 minutes, zero points. It just looks like the season's over for him, and he's going to ride the bench for the end of the season. So, my boy, eyeliner, gone. But, Jake, Jesse Ramian, now, I'm still pretty high. We've both got him. It's one of those things. Played against Penrith, but he's the dud for the week. Yeah, I think that's exactly what you said. Playing against Penrith, best team in the comp. You probably don't expect him to have one of his big weeks, but still, 28's not the worst floor in the world for a centre, so I'd take that. The the one thing about his game that I've been realising, though, in the last few weeks, there's been plenty of error. This week, he scored four errors. The week before, one. And the last two weeks before that, two and two. Plus, his missed tackles as well. Three, eight, three and one over those last four weeks. So, if he could just get those demerits out of his game, he could be the best, you know, centre option in fantasy. But... Man, like imagine those four errors if he just turn like just holds the ball and Toten turns those into yeah. a few points for each of mm. those. He's he'd push his average over fifty easy. So, but yeah, he's still definitely a, a good hold. Uh, Sharks got that really good draw, so I really like him for the end of the season. Yeah, I like him as well, and I, th- I just hate to be in that video room. I'm sure that Fitz tears him to shreds. But Jake, plenty to talk about injury and suspensions, man. A few weird suspensions this week with Dalfinukin and stuff. But take it away with what we've got this week, man. Yeah, mate. So, start off, we got Cody Ramsey. Uh, he did a medial ligament, um, so uh, or expected medial ligament. So, expect him to have some time off. Uh, Josh Alloway had knee injury. Um, scans returned no ligament damage, so he'll probably be back earlier than expected. Uh, ben Trevojevic uh, failed his HIA during the game. Uh, Sean Kepi had a bit of a shoulder complaint after the game. Uh, always already talked about this before, but Kalen Ponga failed that HIA and he's expected to be out for the rest of the season. Um, I just saw on the Matty John show that... Um, it's not actually confirmed yet. He was saying he's going to see the specialist, but yeah. um, expect the specialist to say, yeah, sit the season out. So he looked pretty down, but didn't he, Jake? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't was, wasn't really giving away too much, but he, he didn't look too happy. Um, in that same game as well, though, uh, uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon uh, had a reoccurrence of that old sh- shoulder injury, um, Adam O'Brien said, after the game. So those holding Barnett it might be a bit interesting option. If Barnett gets pushed back to the second row, he could be a hold. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about that later on the show. But um, moving on, Joe Manu as well. He was a lot, obviously late scratching with that calf issue. He's one to monitor. Uh, Matt Lodge placed on report, but he escaped with a fine. Um, as you said, TK Finucane's out with that two to three week suspension on that uh, tackle on Stephen Crichton. Uh, and same game, Viliami uh, Kikau and Nelson Soffer Solomona. Uh, they were both placed on report, but will escape with a fine. Jacob Varello, he was a late scratching with COVID. And finally, Matt Burton, he had a bit of a leg injury at the end of the game, but he played the rest of the game out. Some, go- yeah. Some gory ones. That Stephen Crichton one didn't look great, especially. <laughs> and then comparing that to Pops' knee, where it went in 10 different places, there's been some absolutely horrific 
horrific injuries to some of our best players. But boys, let's burning. Let's look at some burning questions. Some some good topics there to have a look at there tonight. And you know, we we opened up with Payne Haas there, Kyle. But the other guy that's kind of a little bit under the radar is Pat Carrigan. Now he comes in at six hundred ninety-seven k. Had a few demerits on Friday, but still played pretty well. He's twenty k cheaper than kind of what Payne's going to open. Mate, I wouldn't mind actually pairing pairing them. Like, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a toss of the coin, really, mate. I think I think you have to have one or the other. I think you know, one week, one. You know, I think they both kind of level each other out. So it's it's hard to say. You can toss a coin. I, I think, it, as I said, I think it's best if you just have one or the other. I just can't see them both going big every single game together. Mm. I think you know, one they they're gonna kind of steal off each other i think um as we see going forward so i think you do have to um you have to choose one or the other and for me it's Payne Haas. i just think he's got the pedigree we know what he can do he doesn't need big minutes to score big points whereas kerrigan is around that one ppm so he kind of needs sort of you know 50 60 minutes to 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 score well considering there are other players around that could do better than him so i think if you're going to choose one, you choose Haas, but not both. Yeah, Jake, you know, you mentioned you were watching Matty John's show before, and I was as well. Did you see Matty break down Pat Carrigan and kind of the new ball playing that he's bringing in with his, he turns to the inside and back outside? It's ultra impressive kind of what he brings to the table at the moment. Yeah, man, he's getting really good at that ball playing. And just, I think with that leadership role as well, he, we saw um, on the Benji show as well, his talk as well with that when he was mic'd up and he's a real leader in that sort of club. So I think he's taking it on himself to, you know, try to improve, try to set a standard for the rest of the guys. Um, interesting thing as well with Carrigan, um, he, he averages over 55 when playing 60 minutes, over 50 minutes as well. So he's a really good option. Um, obviously, I agree with Kyle. Um, probably Payne, if you have to pick one, uh, Payne Haas is probably the, the better option. He's averaging 62 when playing over 50 minutes. I think his average has been bumped down by a few injury and resting games. But I, I, I disagree, though, with the playing only uh, playing one of them. I reckon you can still have two of them. Like, they're both, if you add those averages together, over the long run of the season, they're still going to have a really good average for both of them. Mm. But um, it, obviously, a lot of teams have a lot of mids at the moment. So I'd expect most people are doing one or the other. At, at this stage. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to go Payne Haas. I'm going to make him in this. He's just got that, like Kyle said, that pedigree, that track record. He's just a beast. A man of his size, yeah. you just need him in the team. But, boys, I mentioned Adam Reynolds before, and I'm not sure if you, either of you had a sneaky look at him. As I did mention, that draw really opens up now for the for the Broncos, and I've been ultra-impressed in kind of what they've been doing over this last month, especially with Reynolds out, and he looks back to full fitness. But you boys with me? Any any kind of had a have you had a look at him, Jake? Yeah, well, he still averages pretty well, but um, it, what averaging fifty five this year? But it, he's probably still that rung below Cleary, uh, DCE, and Munster. But I, obviously, the price around that seven hundred k mark is definitely more of a value pickup. So, I'd, I'd I think everyone pretty much has Cleary already. So, but if you're missing out on a Munster and a DCE. And you can use that extra 100, 150k elsewhere in your squad. I wouldn't mind him as a pickup. Yeah, just Adam Reynolds. I'll see what his ownership is at the moment. He could possibly be a bit of a pod play. He's, what two percent owned? Yeah, two percent owned by the top five thousand. So mm. could separate you. And if you back the Broncos to finish off strong, I think that's a good one. But Kyle, any thoughts on that one? <clears throat> 
Yeah, exactly what you just said, mate. About um, I put here um, if the Broncos can continue their running, their winning form and their winning winning run home, I think that he could be a really good sneaky pickup. As I said, he's only five point eight percent owned, and you said only two percent in the top thousand. I looked at him last week. I uh, tossed up between him and Munster, and I just feel that Munster's probably that next spraying above. Even though he doesn't goal kick, he doesn't have as much general play kicking as what um, Adam Reynolds does. But I just think the Storm, they're really needing to to run home hard. So he really needs to step up. And I think it's, yeah, I think Munster's probably just a step above. Yeah, it's interesting. Cowboys round 16, he got 38. Dragons round 17, he got 28. But apart from that, he's had 70s and. Just right across the mark, 50s every week as well. He's been quite consistent. It's quite a nice little thing to maybe, yeah, go into a little bit more detail in this week. But, boys, we'll move on. Let's talk – we'll talk the Eels because they've been really disappointing of late. Moses, he's at 674K. Didn't lose any money because he still whipped out a 40. Reed is probably the one that is getting to merit <clears throat> excuse me, to merit after the merit, and he's just losing a lot of cash. They're drawing the run home. Penrith, Manly, Rabbitohs. Bulldogs, who they've already lost to, the Broncos and Melbourne. Like, there's a chance Parramatta lose all six of them. Like, that's a hard run. But what do we do with these, Kyle? Yeah, look, I, I got rid of Marnie last week. Um, I was really unhappy with all those demerits. He scored in that, that game more a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. And I, I just, I've had enough of, of watching him and knowing that I was owning him and watching him just bounce off tackles that hookers really should be making. So that was a no-brainer for me getting rid of him. And that's so I went him to uh, to Damian Cook, I think. So um, I was pretty happy with that move. But with regard to Moses, I think you've already spoken about it. You could probably just go to Reynolds. Uh, it almost it feels a little bit sideways. But when you think about the draw, Paris versus the Broncos, I think Adam Reynolds is going to really uh, up the ante. And I think he's going to outscore Moses by quite a bit. So I think that could be a nice little trade if you go Moses to Reynolds. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, Jake, have you had a – how many para – you got yeah. in your team still, man. I uh, just got the two. Got the, got Moses and Papali'i. Um, but I, I agree with Cole. Uh, Marnie's looking a bit average on now, just with those missed tackles. He seems to do this a lot of years. Towards the end of the season, when he gets a bit busted, he starts falling off tackles and his PPM goes down a little bit. Uh, Five-round average of 54, I've written down here, which is not great. And I think Jacob Arthur's on the bench as well, stealing a minute or two here and there. So mm-hmm. I think he's definitely an upgrade. Um, <clears throat> have a look at your squad, though. Most teams don't have too many hookers, so I'll definitely be upgrading him to a hooker. Yeah. Um, and same with Moses. So Moses... He he's doing the same thing as what he does all season. He's well, average of fifty two, but th- that fifty two points comes in forties and seventies. So there's not too much in between. So just, I, I'd I'd be riding M- Moses out. Um, but if you want a luxury trade up him up to someone, make sure it's one of those big dogs. I reckon. So make sure you get at least like an extra five to ten points extra on top of his average. So yeah, uh, yeah, fifty fifty with Moses. Good advice. Now, Kyle, I've got to ask, mate. It is now round. We're moving into round twenty, and you do not have James T- James Tedesco. I've got to ask why. And you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. You're not on your own. Like he is for a player of his class. I'm surprised that he's not more owned. Like for the top five thousand, it's only something like fifty five percent of people own him. So we're talking about literally. So for me, I really rate people in the top five thousand. They've you know they're probably done a lot of homework week after week. They've done fantasy for a long, long time. They know what they're doing, right? So we're talking about 2,500 people literally not having him. And one of them's you, who's nearly in the top 1,000 and has been in there literally the whole season. But why Why didn't you get him? Look, I, I 
just I prioritised more the middles and the more consistent positions this year, the halves, the middles, the edges and the hookers more than the fullbacks. I, I know the fullbacks are very inconsistent, but I think I probably definitely missed the trick of not getting Teddy just before Oregon when he was, what, 620k. I really do sort of uh, regret not picking him up after now watching what he's doing, and, and he's too far out of reach. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get him. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I prioritised other positions that I thought were more uh, consistent, but do definitely rue not getting Teddy when he was in mid-600s, when everyone else probably did, and I decided to go against the grade. Yeah. Are you going to buy him? Well, if I can get him, man, uh, I've I've got very small. I only got about four grand in the bank, mate. So I've got to try and do something. But I just don't think I don't think I'm going to get him, mate. If I do, it's a miracle. If I don't, then I'll uh, I'll put it down as a missed opportunity earlier on when he was the lowest we've probably ever seen him. Yeah, you need a loan big time. Let's move on to the nice <laughs> players and uh, Frizzell and Barnett. Most people have got one or the other. Now, Frizzell scored a 39 with a... He's 569k, which means he loses about 20k. Barnett is pretty much going to stay unchanged at 626k, and he's going to score a 43. But, Jake, you had a little bit of mail there on Fitzgibbon. Unfortunately, he's probably going to be out for a few weeks there. Shoulder injury, was it? Yeah, it was a shoulder injury. There's no been, I haven't been able to find too much reports on it on the weeks yet, so definitely wonder to watch an aerial physio and wait for the team list just to see if he's out or not. Um, just quickly on Barnett, though, this year, if you take out that Sinbin game, he averages 58 when when playing second row compared to 43 when playing lock. That's a, it's a big difference. I think it's just because he gets a fair few more attacking stats when yep. he's out there at second row where he's sort of shut down a little bit at lock, and I think he gasses a little bit more out and misses a few more tackles when he's back at lock. And yeah, Frizz is, he, he's a definite sell man, I reckon. It, five round average of 34, and that rib injury is just hurting him. He's, he's not playing 80 minutes every week, and he's, his output hasn't been as, well, as good either. It's an interesting one because I do want to sell him, but the guy that I wanted to sell him for was Dwayne, and Dwayne did not have a great game today at all. But I think you're right about Barnett. Do you think, it, will he go back to the edge, or will they give Brody Jones a go? Have they got enough troops? It, yeah, they gave Brody Jones a bit of a go last year, and I actually don't mind Brody Jones, but I think Jones is a pretty good utility off the bench as well. He can come on and play second row or fill in, in the outside backs as well. I'm not sure about when Mann's back. I think Mann was in the team list this week yeah. and was ruled out, but you may see next week Mann go to lock and uh, Barnett go to second row, um, especially as well with Frizz being under that injury cloud and not playing as well either. So Frizz might be take up that 60-70 minute role with Jones coming on, something like that, but yeah... Wait, definitely wait and see uh, until team list. Yeah, now moving on to Cameron, um, Cameron McInnes. Now, he was maybe looking at a bit of a sell target at 680k, but Kyle, with the news of Dale Finucane possibly copping two weeks, probably puts him back in a frame of mind where, you know, we, even though we're going to get four trades, it's probably a good thing to keep him, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I put here. I put if holders are, that are still holding McInnes, um, they're going to be laughing because he's probably another hold now for a couple of weeks um, with, with the news about uh, Finucane hitting two or three weeks. Has that been confirmed that he's going to get suspended or is he just is that what he's facing when he goes to judiciary? Yeah, that's what he's facing. So that's if he wants to take an early guilty. If he takes early guilty, he'll cop two weeks. But it's one of those things. They must have, they must have video that we probably haven't seen. But still, I guess intent, you still have to be – you still can't hit someone in the head. And it doesn't have to be with your hand that you hit him. Like, you hit him in the head and you hit yeah. him hard. Look yeah. at the damage that he's caused. Yeah. So, 
there was intent there, wasn't he? You know, the way he flew out of that line and there was intent to hit him hard and, mm. and, 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 you know, try and get some momentum back. But I think, unfortunately, there's obviously, as you said, there's something there that we, we, we haven't seen. So, yeah, it's going to be a bit funny on that one. But uh, I think if Finucane is out, McInnes is a hold for sure. And you're, yeah. you're laughing. Look, if you if you'd run out of the line like that, like I know that Dal Finucane is not a dirty player, but if mm. things like accidents happen, like you're going to pay the consequence. Like he did it. Like, he's injured this player. So, I guess two weeks is just something the Sharks are going to have to suck up because, unfortunately, there's not much that you can kind of defend him on. But, boys, I'm worried about the Storm now. I was at the game on Saturday night, and they their their middle looks rubbish. Their edge defense was woeful. Their outside backs, just non-existent. Like, they've got the Warriors this week, Cole, and that's a Warriors home game. And I'm sure they'll be... Plenty fired up for a Friday night down there at Auckland. And that's not an easy game either. They run home now, boys. New Zealand, Titans. And then they finish with Penrith, Broncos, Roosters, Para. So we talked about Para being in trouble. The Storm are just in a lot of as much trouble. The Titans actually, second half played not too bad. The first half was atrocious today. But, Jake, what's your thoughts? I've got, I've got Grant. You know, we've been talking a little bit about people maybe picking up Munster if they can't afford DCE, but... Uh, mate, are we are we kind of like foolish to try and uh, put all our money into these Storm guys? Oh, I don't think you feel. I think I still think Harry Grant's a, a keeper at hooker. He's still going to score well because even if Storm are losing, he's still going to rack up a heap of tackles. And if the Storm are behind in games, he's going to be trying extra hard to try and set something up. So you may see some more attacking stats there potentially. But uh, it would be interesting to see how they go because the, the the blessing is they have Warriors and Titans next. So two. Mm-hmm easier games may be able to shift their form um, you know, back a little bit. Like four straight losses, hard to come back from. But if they win another two in a row, you, you may may see him get on track. And uh, Xavier Coates is coming back as well pretty soon. So he'd be a, a really good uh, finish to have on the sideline and also uh, on the on the wing and also someone to make a few more like metres from the backfield as well. Yeah, imagine that, Cole. Two easier games and all of a sudden everything's forgotten and they go into Penrith yeah, game. Penrith game, <laughs> They, they might have signed yep. a new fullback, and who knows? Yeah, I think I think um, unfortunately for the Warriors, even though it's at home, I don't think they they don't stand a chance against Melbourne. The way Melbourne are going, they're going to be really hurting, and they'll be targeting this game for a huge comeback win. And I unfortunately, I I'm not going to the game, but I don't think it's going to turn out well for the Warriors. Even if they're at home, even if they've got that crowd, I think Melbourne's going to be far too strong. And exactly what Jake just said. They've got those two easier games coming up, which could turn their momentum. And uh, I'm picking that they win five or six on the run home. Oh. They lose two. Panthers. Big. That was big dick energy right there from Cole They're Lomas. Not. But, <laughs> hey, Jake, do you have in front of you, because I was reading today the Nelson, Nelson charge. It just was really weird. They said either two games or he can play, he can pay three k yeah. or something. Like I don't understand that. Uh, I didn't read it too well, but I believe that was is the two k the um, early guilty plea. I think so. But how uh, is yeah? Because it's a grade, it's a grade one high, uh, grade one careless high tackle and grade one dangerous contact. Uh, three thousand to two matches. Three thousand to two matches. So I'm guessing that's early guilty plea. Three thousand and <laughs> I didn't understand if he wants it, a right? challenge, if he wants to get his three thousand dollars back <laughs> and risk two weeks on the sideline. Oh, I don't, I don't want <laughs> to play. Yeah, maybe they're going to take it out of his own pocket because that's three <laughs> three k versus two games. I know which one 
that most people would pick. But yeah, absolutely. Just, I've never seen that before. I was just making sure that I wasn't seeing things. <laughs> but, boys, David Fafita, Kyle, you watched the game pretty close there today. Now, a lot of people bringing him in. So, back-to-back 60s, but... One of those quiet sixties, right? Like I, I watched, yes. I was watching bits and pieces at my mum and dad's house during lunch, but it, I wasn't impressed with what I saw today, mate. Yeah, it's it's funny because I uh, saw the messages in the chat saying, "Jesus, is David Fafita on and on the field?" And then I think about five minutes after that, he got that bloody try. Um, but for a guy that's plodding along, doing pretty much nothing and still scoring 60 points you've got to be happy with that yeah you know he's going to open up still only at 650k tomorrow and uh if you want someone that can plot along score 60 imagine what he's going to score when he actually gets the ball and and breaks a few more tackles and gets a little bit more involved yeah i agree now let's move on to another edge and probably someone you might be able to straight swap we're talking about you know with Fafita, he's the guy that you know puts bums on seats now this guy probably doesn't put bums on seats but he's probably one of his teammates most loved guys we're talking about josh jackson he's pretty much the same price but do you think it's a long season right he's played literally every game jake do you reckon it's just kind of like weighing down on him a little bit his minutes were down a little bit today lowest score of the season with 31 it might be time to kind of just get off the boat of Josh Jackson, I think. Yeah, I think it's definitely time to get off him. Um, and luckily enough, there's a lot of good options at the moment around that sort of pr- same price range. Fafita, Haas and Carrigan, probably the big ones. Um, someone you don't have to spend too much money to upgrade him to, but you're going to get at least 10 points of value, uh, 10 extra points per week with one of those guys compared to Jackson. He's getting the minutes, obviously, but yeah, just his PPM's just down, just in the in that dog side. So I'd definitely be upgrading him. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, you've got Josh Jackson, don't you, Cole? Yeah, he's one of those guys I was really hoping I could hold on to, to be honest, and not have to worry about getting rid of him. But his it last since round 13, he's gone 54, 61, 47, 51, 45, and 31. Now, that's not that bad, but just the last couple of weeks, I've noticed that he he's starting to miss a few tackles. Um, this 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 tonight he missed five tackles. Yeah. You know, last week he missed three. A week before he missed a couple. You know, it does add up at the end of the day. And yeah, I, unfortunately, I think it's time to move on. And I didn't really want to have to, but I think it's 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 sort of my hands sort of forced, unfortunately. Yeah, Kingy Kingy went pretty good today as well. He's got a mid fifties, so he continues. He gets his big minutes while Luke Thompson continues to sit. There was some news. Phil mm. Gould said that you know he's got a pass through protocol, so we might not see Luke Thompson. He might not see. We might not see him again this year as well. But boys, mm. Adam Dewey, he was one of the most brought in players this week. Just going to bring it up. I think it was something like six percent of players brought him in and you know he had that massive game against Penrith last week it was officially five 5.35% people brought him in and I can see why pedigree 60 average last year when he was playing in at 5.8 but probably the biggest thing there that I noticed today was not only was Hastings kind of getting in his way a little bit Brooks was just taking control with kick meters 349 versus his only 196 but Jake I still don't think it's a bad buy I just don't think that uh, people should expect him to be the 60 guy that he was last year. Yeah, no, definitely not. Uh, he's, he's not going to average 60. But in that winger fullback position, we're still low on options. Obviously, Teddy and Luttrell and Hines are probably a big three now. It's probably been confirmed now that Pap's out. So. But Dewey's still 522, uh, 522k, so he's still good value. Even though he may hit those 37s, every so often, that's not the worst floor. And I think you're still going to get some value out of him. Um, it, 
today's off five missed tackles, which is, I think is the biggest for the season as well. So yeah. I, I can't see him missing five tackles every week and zero tackle breaks this week. So I can't see that continuing. So I, I still think he's a good buy, but just, yeah, don't expect him to score 60 every week. Yeah, Kyle, you brought him in this week. Like, I'm, I'm still considering him as my 7-8th man. Bit of versatility there between the halves and wing fullback, as Jake just did mention, with it being kind of not the best quality position at the moment. But they're run home. Broncos, Newcastle, Cronulla, Roosters, Dragons, and Canberra. So there's some, some games there with Newcastle, Dragons, and Canberra that he probably can score some really good points, there, especially the Newcastle game. So, mate, t- tell me why you brought him in. What was your kind of thought process on that one? Uh, just... Just past performances at 5'8", you know, uh, he ripped up last year. Um, he looked good last week. Um, he's a solid defender, but yeah, as you said, he missed his five tackles tonight, which is a bit weird. And against a, against a, a pretty good Cowboys team, he, he he was just, he didn't really get involved. They didn't really give him the ball much. And as you said, I think with um, Hastings playing at 13, it kind of hurts his ball plan a little bit. It takes away a little bit of his, his run meters, takes away a bit of his ball playing, you know, his ability to, to set up tries and set up line break assists and all that sort of stuff. And also, uh, we noticed that, as I said, Brooks did quite a lot of the general play kicking, which I think the Tigers have probably given Luke Brooks the the kicking boots and the kicking duties and just told Adam Dewey just to sort of run it a bit more and, and sort of uh, play a bit of eyes up where he's more dangerous. So I think just not having those kick meters might hurt him. But I think I don't think, as I said, he's not going to, uh, be missing every week, sort of like what he was tonight. He still scored a thirty-eight when he probably really didn't do do too much, and with the negative. So I, I don't think you're going to see him score in those sort of mid thirties every week. I think he's going to be a bit more involved. So I don't think he's a bad option. And if you're especially if you're playing him as your seventeenth man, or and I know some people are, he's their eighteenth man. So it's not a bad option. Yeah, oh, I'm still considering him definitely. All right, boys, that was the around nineteen wrap. So we've got plenty coming up this week. Jakey's going to be debuting for his. Before he goes off to his wedding, he'll be debuting on the Tuesday show with me and Andy with producer Pat's in Vegas. Corbs is on some, I don't know, Corbs is coaching or something. So we're going to debut Jakey. We're going to see where Jakey can bring the Tuesday show, mate. So looking forward to that with you, man. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it should be fun. My last podcast before going on a holiday for a little bit. So looking forward to it, get a bit of experience there and yeah, hopefully come back with a better rank uh, than what I am now. <laughs> and Cole, mate, you, you, Andy and the professor, mate, you're really heating up now on that Wednesday show. I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm quite enjoying today. It, eh? It's uh, it's a good laugh and we will bounce off uh, each other pretty well there and uh, it's quite an enjoyable sort of show and uh, yeah, a bit of energy goes in there so it's always a uh, good bit of uh, midweek uh, thing I look forward to, to be honest. Definitely. Now, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, we'll be back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But thank you for leaving all the different Spotify and Apple reviews. Really, really appreciate that. Hope you've all had a really good round. And thanks for tuning in, whether you do that on the audio or on the Facebook Live. But we will check you on Tuesday. Stay safe.